KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. As long as nobody's dying today, I'm ready. 30 seconds or less. Yes. Welcome back to 30 seconds or less. This is... Uh, Mocha versus Dammit Mori. Simple tasks that need to be accomplished in 30 seconds or less. Today is Raza Mocha's 30 seconds or less Squid Game edition. Oh, no. In the past, you guys have had to blow up balloon animals in 30 seconds or less. Uh, snap your fingers 101 times in 30 seconds or less. Drink a full glass of heavy cream in 30 seconds or less. Or could you rip off 30 Band-Aids off one arm in 30 seconds or less? Uh, today, we are honoring episode three of Squid Game, which was... Umbrella Man. Umbrella Man. <laughs> Umbrella Man from Squid Game. So right. this is the episode where the task they had to do was they had a um, Dalgona cookie, which are very big in South Korea. And there's a shape in it. So it's a sugar cookie that's just sugar and baking soda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isn't that what it is? It's paper yeah. thin. It's yeah. super paper thin. And then they, they imprint, it's a sugar cookie, and they imprint a shape into it. It could be a square, a circle, a star, or an umbrella like the guy had to do on Squid Game. Extremely fragile extremely fragile and the goal is you have to break away the outside of where the mold is and preserve that shape that's in the cookie and if you do you win in squid game if you failed you died mm-hmm. um nobody's gonna die today i hope thank, thank you for God. saying that okay thank i you. hope i hope nobody's gonna die i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen for real uh okay so damn it maury hold up your your cookie they are again very like yeah they look very very brittle did you make those more? I did. You did. And okay, so what's the process? Explain so to people. So it's um, two and a half tablespoons of just sugar. Yeah. You melt down the sugar. Yeah. And then when it is melted, you add a pinch of baking soda. Yeah. Stir, and that's what puts the color in. And then you immediately have to put it down on a baking sheet and yeah. flatten it and put the uh, imprint in. Okay. And uh, you have a pin in your hand, right? I do, just like in the show. In the show. This is where were... you're, you have to sort of scratch the crack. Okay. <laughs> so it's a circle cookie, and in the circle cookie, there is a circle imprint from just like a, a cookie cutter. That's right. But it doesn't go all the way through, so it's just imprinted there, and you have to then get all the outside bits away from that circle and preserve that inner circle. The second game is Sugar honeycomb. Sugar honeycomb. The shape you have chosen is the shape you must remove from the honeycomb. You will pass if you trim out the shape without it breaking or cracking within the time limit. With that, let the game begin. Let the game begin. Okay, two things. Number one. Yes, sir. So we only have 30 seconds. They had 10 minutes in the show. Yeah, I have faith in you guys, Okay, let's just try. <laughs> right? I didn't validate my let's, parking. Okay, let's just let's just let's just go for it, right? Let's, what just, let's just go for it, right? right. Okay, let's just go for it. Uh, so, damn it, Maury, oh are God, you ready? You nervous. will hear thirty seconds. Uh, you will hear the clock wind down at the end of thirty seconds. Hopefully, uh, you are able to um, remove the uh, inner circle from your sugar cookie, just like they had to do on Squid Game. 
Okay, so uh, damn it, Maury, uh, anytime you're ready, Mocha will count you down. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so Maury is just scratching away at the circle. Wow. And... Anything? You, you only better, got like you a gotta, quarter more, of the way you around. You pick that up and start breaking it with your hands, man. Yeah, dude. You got 15 seconds. Oh, did you break it? Yo, he cracked don't, it. Don't say anything. You bra- Yo, he broke it. No, no, no. Did you break it? Take a look Hold at it. it Yo, he broke it. Is Come it, on, man. You got to be on. Oh, Yo. he broke it in half. Oh. Yeah, broke it. Maury. I, dead. Yeah. You broke I'm it right dead. in half. Bang, bang, shot in the face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Okay, wow. Maury's dead. Okay. Let Mocha have a Try, have a try it with his cookie, and then I will kill you after. Okay. okay. <laughs> At least I get to watch. Okay, okay. cool. So okay. enjoy the next 45 yeah. seconds yeah, exactly, of your life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mocha, why don't you just go over and sit where Maury was sitting? Why don't you guys just switch spots? Okay, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, 30 seconds or less um, Squid Game edition for the Roz Mocha Show, and uh, this is the episode where they had to separate that shape from the inner side of that sugar cookie. Uh, the, the shape that these guys are working with today is just a simple circle, and they are very, very very brittle. Uh, Maury broke his in about the first four seconds. Okay. Uh, so that is going to be that. Um, Mocha, how are you feeling about this? Um, I feel okay. I mean, it's only 30 seconds. Yeah. So any final words? <sighs> no, no. Oh, hold on. Oh, what? Pause. What? This one's already broken. No, no, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's like, it's not cut all the way through. It's not. It's, uh, not. it's still cut. That's not fair. Okay. Well, here we go. Here we go. In three, two, and one go. Oh, Mocha's licking his. Oh, good technique. <laughs> Moisten it up. Okay, now Mocha's in there with his little nail. Is that what they did in the show? They licked it? Yeah. Oh, oh, did you oh break it already? God. Guess where it broke. Oh, Guess where no, it broke. No, it no, broke no. in the spot that was already no. cracked that Maury gave me. Come oh, on. That's not fair. That's oh, not fair. I do not accept. Oh, I do not accept this loss. I do not. I was set up. This okay. was a set up oh, right from the very beginning. Mocha gets the rare second attempt. Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, rare. That should have been my cookie in the first place. Does that one not have a crack in it? Just on the edge, not on the no, circle. No, no. Oh. I don't want it. Why? It's got a crack in it. Not on the circle. Why didn't he have that one in the first place? Thank you. <laughs> this is a schlamaze now. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, in, you ready? Okay. Uh, in three, two, one, and go. Mocha's technique again. Oh. Licking. Oh, no. Oh, it, broke it, it broke already. Broke already. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. It didn't break the circle. No. You're good. It didn't break the circle. You're good. Oh, yeah. You're still good, You're Mocha. still in the game. Okay, give me some time. Give me some time. Go, 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 go. Put some time back on the clock. Put some time back on the clock. My hands are so sticky right now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 my God. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mocha is actually oh doing it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you break it the last second? Oh, wow. We were going too quick. Hold it up. Hold it up so everybody can see this. Wow, Mocha Look, was I, actually very close to completing this. Oh, man. Right? right. Well, that is Raza Mocha's 30 seconds or less. Um, <sighs> uh, Squid Game Edition. If you give us a couple minutes, we're going to come back and shoot both Mocha and Morning. <laughs> <laughs> the Raza Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Daniel Craig. I, I love this clip of Daniel Craig talking about how he used to party in gay bars because I used to party in gay bars, mm. right? If I went dancing and stuff like that, it was always, it was just a more welcoming atmosphere and you always had more fun and there were still tons of women there because women didn't want to go to bars and get groped. So they would just go to gay bars. Like gay bars were the place. But uh, here how is... I never uh, see you there? Well... <laughs> Because you weren't allowed into the bars that I went to, more. It was like very <laughs> exclusive. Facts. <laughs> uh, here's Daniel Craig. I've been going to gay bars for as long as I can remember, and one of the reasons because I don't get into fights in gay bars <laughs> that <laughs> often because the aggressive <laughs> swinging in right. hetero bars I just got very sick of as a, yeah. as, as, a, as a kid because it was like I. Don't, I just I don't want to get I don't want to end up even in a punch up and I did I that would happen right. quite a lot right and it would just be a good place to go everybody was chilled everybody you didn't really have to sort of state your sexuality right. it was okay and it was a very safe place to be and yeah. I could meet girls there because there were a lot of girls right. who were there for exactly the same reason right. I was there. Right? Because you see James Bond walk into a bar and it, immediately dudes are probably like. I could fight James Bond. Yeah, well, and he, he didn't want to. He uh, didn't want to do that. Well, I'm sure that. he was. He was. You know, people weren't looking at him when he was 18 as James Bond. But oh, sure, yeah. You know what I mean? He was still, but he still has that kind of face, right? Like you know, like want to fight? Yeah, like yeah. he's you know he's got like that, the guy he's that got insulted that look. you yesterday. He didn't insult me. This poor guy. He didn't insult me. I he, I took it the wrong way. I take most things the wrong way, right? Most was, things I take the wrong way. It was frustrating because as a gay, I would always be at a gay bar, right? And it was frustrating when there was a good-looking guy there, and so often they were straight, right? And therefore, to meet the girls that were with everybody else. So it was really frustrating because right. you'd waste your time hitting on a straight guy. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not right. Maybe it's not right that I spent so much time in gay bars hurting guys like Maury's what chances your- <laughs> and dashing your dreams. What and- was your line? What was your move? Oh, my friend and I used to do Johnny Carson impressions thinking it would uh, it would work. Excuse to- me. We would walk like up you to- would just walk up to someone. We'd flip and- our collar up going, hey, welcome to my really big shoe. <laughs> Okay. My really big shoe. My really big shoe. Because Johnny Carson had an imp- like a, an accent or whatever. He would an s- accent. <laughs> he was from Pasadena. I think. <laughs> he would, instead of show, he would be like shoe. <laughs> That's how he would say show. Okay. So I'd walk up to a guy sitting at the bar, and I'd be like, flip my collar, up going, "Hey, your your move." Your and you move. shake your 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 shoulders. Yeah, you like sort of go back and forth like you have a loose neck. Your move as a young man. In a pickup bar yeah. was to do Johnny Carson? Yeah, oh. it never worked. No. <laughs> <laughs> did any line ever work? No. 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 What, are, what other lines did you do? Or was that and your Then only... I just got desperate going, hey, do you need a massage? <laughs> <laughs> You'd walk up to a stranger in a bar and ask if they want a massage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me tell you about those places. I've been in those places and got a massage, not even asking for it. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> You know. Oh, what? What? Does this mean we got to do the news all over again? Sorry, man. I hit that by mistake. Sorry. Do we got to do the news all over again now? Like, do I do a different news now or do I do the same news now? You have to do the same one. Hey, welcome to my really big shoe. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So it's all happened to us. You're in the car, driving, and you got to pee. Constantly. 
Um, if you're Roz, you have uh, Daddy's little helper mm-hmm. in the vehicle, which is a Gatorade bottle. Empty Gatorade bottle. That well, you, in case of emergency, yep. crack that seal. Yep. Large mouth on it. You don't have to worry, right? Whiz away. Yep. Um, I'll do that in the car with my family, by the way. Like, that's not me alone in the car. Like, I do that as a passenger. Right. Yeah. Normally, if you're stuck in traffic and you got to pee, um, for fellas, you may pull over to the side, pee on the side of the road. Right? Sure. I always open the door a little. Like, if Catherine's in there with me and she does pull over, I'll always open the door and then I stand in the V between the car and the door. And then I put one hand on the roof where the antenna is and I pretend like I'm adjusting the antenna. I just twist it back and forth while I pee. So mm-hmm. anybody driving by is like, oh, that guy's having radio problems. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Um, or sometimes you may find the next, the nearest exit and pull off and maybe go to a gas station, find sure. a Tim's, wherever, right? Yeah. Um, for ladies, maybe that's your, your tactic rather than oh, in desperate, desperate times, right? If you have to find like a grassy area on the it's side hard. of the highway where it's safe, maybe you do your business there. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy who was stuck in traffic recently and really, really had to go and decides not to pull over at the side of the road, mm-hmm. not to get off at the nearest exit and find somewhere to pee, mm-hmm. but to call 911. Oh, they're not going to help. And 911 uh, released the audio of this interaction. 911, can police, Hello? fire, or ambulance? I need police. Okay. Do you have the police? Yeah, Where is the emergency? Actually, the thing is that I have to pee and these guys are not moving. You have to pee? Yeah. This is your emergency that you have to pee? Yeah. And yeah. how are the police going to help you urinate? I have to be, man. But I'm not sure what you like me to do that you have to urinate. I can't help you with that. Wow. And then they decide to, they say, okay, we're going to disconnect the call. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So Appropriately. Appropriately so, so. Yeah. That's not a 911 call. No. You got to handle that. You got to handle your business. Right? If you don't pee before you leave the house. And by the way, I always pee before I leave the house. I'll just probably have to pee again. Right? Sure. Um, but you know, uh, the thing, what the police you... said to him after that call. What? You're in trouble. Yeah. Um, thanks, Mark. <laughs> uh, but that is not a 911 uh, emergency. No. Okay. You got to handle your business. You have to be prepared. Well, what did he think they were going to do? Police escort, obviously. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Alessia Cara on uh, today's uh, Ellen uh, talking about um, a sort of a tip that her therapist gave her uh, to deal with anxiety, which seems to be a tip that has helped Alessia Cara a whole lot. Listen to this. You set aside, which is interesting to me, you set aside 30 minutes of worry time. Mm-hmm. Most people are worrying the rest, uh, just 30, like <laughs> 30 of not. Worrying. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how, how do you just set aside 30 minutes of worrying? Um, it's difficult. This is something that my therapist um, brought up to me. She'll be very happy that I'm shouting her out, so shout out to you. Um, saved my life. Um, and, yeah, so she kind of, you know, wanted to, she wanted me to do this exercise to kind of show us that we are in control of our minds no matter how, you know, difficult, no matter what's going on in there. You can control it because oftentimes it feels like a tidal wave, especially anxiety and worrying, and those those feelings can feel larger than you. But she was like, you know, just... When you, I guess for some reason, when you set aside a time and you know throughout your day that you're going to have those 30 minutes and you can kind of see them, you can postpone it. And I started noticing because I was giving myself that time to only worry, I was like pushing it aside in my day and I could like live a little bit easier because I have those 30 minutes. And during those 30 minutes, I just literally sit there and worry or like talk Mm. to somebody and just vent and worry and get stressed. And then when the 30 minutes are up, I just, you put it away. Wow. Mm. Maureen's looking like, I want her therapist. 
why the hell did <laughs> my knew. therapist not I tell knew. me this? It would have saved years. And the guy's years, retired. Huh? I years. Ha- like, oh, your therapist retired. Yes, but That's I still tough. continue journaling. I have no one to show it to. So hold on here. Wait, so but didn't your no, therapist like going, what? Didn't your therapist um like refer you to somebody else? No. Oh wow. So, so you learned all these skills, right? Like journaling, and he didn't teach anything like this, like to no, to, like, to, to find those thirty minutes. Trick that we had, where um, if there's something that's bothering you and it involves other people, you know, right. one stick is this person, one stick is this person, and yeah. you would talk to the stick. Right. It never worked for me. I don't like stuff. Oh, I don't like, like talking, talking to the it's stick. It's like you got a therapist from like 1910. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk to these sticks. <laughs> talk to the talk to the sticks. I, I don't know. I jeez, I imagine you must have a lot of sticks at home. I, I know it for so. And, <laughs> I gotta say, it's like an auditorium. I know. It's like Moy's giving a TED talk to a bunch of sticks. I've gathered you all here today. I know. And for for somebody who clearly, Moy, and you said many times in the show, has abandonment issues, what's it like when your therapist retires and you're just stuck with your with with your sticks in your notebook? So do you have to find a new therapist? That's a hard thing to do. I know, but there's do. a part of me, I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to, you know, start talking to somebody from page one again, right. you know, and, and getting to know them. It's a lot of work. Because I guess, I guess, like, they don't get the notes, right? Like, do you have to start from, like... No, it's like, not like a dentist where they send the files. Right. No, but that's the thing, though. Your therapist didn't, didn't, like, recommend oh, somebody else geez. who they could then send their notes to. No, I don't even yeah, think a therapist so can recommend another therapist. Maybe it's like that Ryan Reynolds movie, The Hitman's Bodyguard, where he's in therapy and then uh, the therapist doesn't want to deal with him anymore and she goes, okay, you've graduated. And he's like, oh, I graduated. I'm done. She's like, you're all done. You just graduated therapy. Congratulations. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, Roz and Mocha. It's Alexandra. I was listening to your podcast and then I realized you guys were on the air so then I switched back. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you look. Oh, sorry. Like, I don't know. The podcast is just really interesting. I'm trying to catch up. You have too many episodes. You know, the podcast is from the live show, right? <laughs> it's not like a completely different thing. I know, but like, then I'm going to miss stuff. And yeah. you know what? It's just easier this way. No it's problem. Just everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to call in and just let you know that uh, I don't know what I used to do without you guys. Like, I used to hate mornings and I was not a morning shift person. And when I discovered your podcast and your show, I'm like, this is amazing. Every day I wake up and I'm like, this is the best way to get to work. And it just makes me look forward to my long, long commute. Oh, how, wow. Well, how long did you commute? Um, like an hour in the mornings, but then two hours in the <sighs> evenings. It's about like 80 kilometers each wow. way. Wow. So you have a lot yeah. of Raza Mocha that you get to spend uh, spend time with on your commute. I know. I'm only on episode 67, so I'm um, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I don't oh, wow. I don't episode even... 67, that's 2008. No, 2017 maybe? Or 2018? No, 2019, like February. Oh, okay, okay, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about Momo in this one. Do you remember the Momo thing? Oh, God. Wow, that's so ancient. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. So, what what uh, what helps you? What helps you get through? If you don't mind us asking, like, what is it about the uh, this show and that podcast that sort of changes your day a little bit? Honestly, it's so different. Every time you guys are talking about something, it's not repetitive. Like a lot of uh, radio shows or podcasts, they get repetitive, but you guys are always talking about something different and you're talking about current events and the fact that you reach out to your callers and your audience, um, it just makes us feel so connected to you. Mm-hmm. So also you guys are really funny. Thank you very much for spending the amount of time that you spend with the Razamoga show. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. We love you for it. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the live show between Razamoka. Who's your favorite? <laughs> 
See, I was having a good morning, and why are you trying to ruin it, Mocha? Like, why? But you oh, listen to wow. the podcast. You're 67 episodes in. We're, we're oh like cracked 300, so you have way more to go. But oh my gosh. you know that we ask this question to a lot of people that call in. I know, but like I've called him before and he didn't ask, and I thought I dodged a bullet. No. Oh, well, guess what? You just got shot. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Bang, bang, time to answer. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So uh, it was like originally Ross, and then I didn't like the advice he gave me um, on Fix My Life. But then his advice worked, and I was like, you know what? I kind of see the appeal to Ross. But at the same time, Mocha is like really genuine and I feel like he's actually interested in things and has this natural curiosity. Um, but I'm going to go with Roz because I tend to be drawn to things that aren't good for me. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wow. wait, wait. We can't let go. Wow. We can't let you wow. go yet. So you were on a, a previous FML of ours? Yeah, I was. Okay, yeah. what what was your situation? What happened? Um, it was so it was my job. I didn't know if I should quit because my boss just kind of wasn't really respecting my time um and i wanted to quit and then rod said you're too old to be like running away from your problems have a conversation and then you know just stick it out so you didn't like my advice but you took it and it worked yeah but i just i guess yeah yeah, yeah that's what happened yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but i didn't like it at first i just thought i'm like oh my god he's such a know-it-all like i don't know i don't want to take his advice but it worked and then i applied it to hell, everything man. else in my life yeah and how's your it life and how's, and how's your life going now pretty damn good right well no i broke up with my boyfriend because i decided to have those conversations but it's fine it's fine it was for the best good good for you good for, and you, how are you feeling yeah, about yourself you. you're feeling pretty good yeah i'm yeah. having a good time things are going well in general and i'm just yeah i'm applying that advice you gave me to just talk through your things every single day and it's been working wonders see there you go oh, i'm happy for you that just makes my oh, like it makes you. my heart explode i think it's really wonderful oh thank you guys you make my heart explode every single morning you're the best thank you alexandra we're sending you so much Take love care. keep doing what you do bye guys Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Freddie, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good, yourself? Good, good buddy. Um, what's on your mind? Why are you reaching out to us today? Are you ready for this? Sure. I am back with my ex-wife, but I can't stop thinking about the girlfriend that ghosted me right after we bought a house together. Hmm. Okay, so you wrote this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. Two years ago, I separated from my wife and met somebody else. Uh, and I was about to start this huge new life with her. We had big plans to move in together and start a new family, etc. I ended up selling my house and was in the process of buying a new house with her. In addition, she got pregnant. All was good in our world. All of a sudden, my new girlfriend ghosted me. She will not answer any of my phone calls. Uh, I don't know what to do about this. Like, I literally bought a new house. Oh, here we go. You ready for this, people? Also, I am now back with my ex-wife, but I'm still thinking about that girl who ghosted me, and she's also pregnant, right? And I can't yep. get her, and I can't get her out of my mind. Wow! So what what wow. happened? How did you end you up getting in it, huh? Getting back with your ex-wife? Like, is this the reason why she ghosted you? Were you still talking to your ex-wife while with this new girl? No, not at all. It's just so how did it? it how did it go. come to be? Like, give it. Give us a timeline when this girl stopped texting you or ghosted you completely to when you got back with your ex-wife what was that timeline well three days before i was moving to the new house she just ghosted me like literally blocked my my phone number and everything well i'm moving to this house sold my home right 
And two weeks later, I just started talking to my ex again because we do have children together, right? Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. I was lonely, upset, and now I'm back with the ex-wife. Does your ex-wife, who you're currently with, does she know that this girl is pregnant? No. Oh, my God. Dude, what are you going to do? I don't know. You have to tell her, man. That's why I'm talking to you guys. Does she know that you were going to move in? To another house with this woman? No, I, I I didn't tell anyone anything. Does she know that you had a girlfriend? Yes. So is she asking questions about that relationship, or she just assumes it's over and done with, and now you guys are back together? Uh, over and done with, and now we're back together. What was the reason you told her that the relationship ended? Oh, well, I, I was trying to be honest, but I still, you know... Us men like no. that. Well, you, did a, you did a crap job What at that. did you tell your ex-wife the reason why you're no longer with the other girl? Well, I just told her it wasn't meant to be, right? Wow. Oh, Just dude, you got to tell her. Oh, She's got to know. She has to find out, man. You can't let her find out on her own. You have to tell yeah, her that you're expecting worse. a child with this other girl. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's hard, too, right? Because now I can't even, she won't answer me. She won't, I'm not going to just show up to her, her house, right? So when, when somebody gets ghosted, it's never a switch, right? Like it's never somebody's madly in love with you one day and then all of a sudden they wake up the next day and they're not. Like when somebody gets ghosted, this the, the ghosting is something at the end of a process. It, it's not a sudden move. So this is obviously something that this woman had been thinking about for a while. Um, it's not a decision that she made on the spot. This is something that she'd been thinking about for a while. So I don't know if maybe you're thinking that you had a different relationship than she did. Maybe she was sort of going along with things and thinking that everything was going to be worked out. And then she got pregnant and realized, hey, what is my life going to be? It's going to be in that house with this baby, with that guy. She probably sat on that for a little while and then realized mm. that that is not the life she wanted. Were you guys planning on having a kid together? Uh, yes, because like she said, we're, we're not getting any younger, right? Okay, so was this baby planned is what I'm getting at. Y- yes. So maybe, you know, to Ross's point, maybe she got freaked out. She thought maybe she yep. was ready to have children with you, got pregnant, looked at what her life could be or is going to be with you, and uh, and decided to dip. Now, how do you know she? How do you know she's pregnant? Did she tell you she was pregnant? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were part of that. You were part of all that. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. okay. So a couple of things that you the, a couple of things that you need to do because this is obviously overwhelming for you, but you still got to oh. be a dad. You got kids at home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. you you can't be distracted by all of this. And you have to just make sure that the kids involved in your life don't get screwed up. And if you're back now and those kids are like, oh, my God, our you know family's all back together. And then in six months, your wife finds out that your ex-girlfriend is pregnant and, you know, you got to then leave again. That screws your kids up, man. For sure. uh, it really does. So you have to sort a couple of things out. You got to sit your, your, your wife down and you have to just tell her the truth. And even if your ex doesn't keep the baby, right, you, I think that yeah. you, you need to, you need to, to figure that out with your, with your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then, owe it to your family, man. Yeah. And then the other thing, yeah. I don't, I don't know legally sort of what position you're in, if you want to be a part of that kid's life, I don't know whether she can just not put your name down on the birth registry or put, you know, an anonymous or put a different name. Like, I don't know what sort of I don't know what sort of ways you can be in this kid's life at this point. So maybe I would talk to a family law do- uh, lawyer and find out, you know, 
where you stand in all of this, even if you want to be in that kid's life. I don't know if you do. Mm. And, you know, obviously she doesn't want to talk to you, but, you know, lawyers do what lawyers do. And, you know, that's not going to be the best or healthiest relationship that you're going to have. But if you want to be, you know, if you want to father that kid, um, you got to find out what rights you have, if you have any. I don't know. You guys are totally true. It's totally true. But first and foremost, Freddie, you got to tell your family. You got to tell your wife. Throw it on the table. Yeah. So what's happening with that new house? Like, are you moving in there with your wife? I already, I already did. Oh my God! You moved yeah, in. I, you, you moved your, you moved your wife into the house <laughs> that you that you bought for you and your pregnant girlfriend, and your wife has no idea about any of it. No, but like, what was I supposed to do? Right? I literally paid. You don't want to know for this house, dude. Oh, bro, it's bad. The, listen. If the truth comes out and your wife finds out without that oh, truth coming from your mouth, it's going to be a, you're going to be living in hell. Yes. It okay. Be, yes. be honest, fess up, have the convo with your wife. Or just send her a text. Hey, babe, you're never going to oh, believe yeah, this. Yeah, crazy story. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. dude. Good luck, Freddie. We're going we're gonna to check in with you again soon, okay? Okay, guys. Thank okay. you, Okay. Yeah. Right, later, okay, dude. man. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, Billie Eilish was on with Kimmel last night. Is that who it was? Oh, nice. Uh, and she met the Royals. On like, Kimmel? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. It was uh, William and Kate and I think Prince Charles and like a whole bunch of other people. This was at the No Time to Die premiere in London. Mm-hmm. And as we know... Uh, Meeting the royals is often stressful because they just give you like a whole bunch of things. You just know these stories, these kind of like legends of what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. You still have you, to bow in front of them or something? The royals. Yeah, I think it's like a curtsy and a bow and you can't like, I don't know. Who was it that really screwed up that time? There was somebody that really, that really, I mean, I know Donald Trump screwed up. Remember when Donald Trump was walking with the queen and I guess the queen, as old as she is, he walked in front of her as they were walking through the garden yeah. and people were like, you do not walk in front of the queen. Like he, like he was outpacing her even with that big ass of his. Yeah. He was still outpacing the, the queen and people yeah. were like, oh my God, that's like the worst thing you can do there's just rules yeah. right you don't there's, make her try to catch up with you yes there's bro. there's rules that's no but that right there is common sense that's not thank rules. you that's common sense you're right that's courtesy right yeah. like that is when you're walking with an old person uh-huh. okay you you keep their pace they set Completely. the tempo you yeah. don't skip ahead and then do the hey oh god yeah quit scuffing so grandma right <laughs> Dog, she's like a thousand years old. Like. Uh, so this is uh, Billie Eilish on Kimmel last night. You met uh, the royal family. You, I assume you got they read you the rules and all that stuff before oh, yeah. you met them. Oh yeah, there was a whole list of things. Did I you pay attention to those rules? You did not. I no, had but, a feeling. No, you but didn't. I tried to. I, I was planning on it, and they were just so normal. Like they were just. They didn't make me feel like oh I'm scared. I can't talk to them. And they were they were like very question like they just complimentary and they had all these questions for me and they they were just very friendly and like funny and sweet i don't know i can't complain it was amazing um god remember all those other rules what was that one there was a story that came out it was around the harry and Meghan time when everybody was sort of blowing the doors off buckingham palace where you're not remember you're not allowed to eat until the queen eats that's what it was you're not allowed to eat yeah. until the queen eats and she likes to eat super late too right and you can't you have to sit at the table until she's done right yeah yeah, yeah. but oh. you're not yeah you're not allowed to eat but she likes to apparently eat really late oh. so if you're like a 6 p.m. dinner kind of person 
you're yeah. you're you're screwed. And if she gets up from the table, you're all done. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah like if she crazy. gets up, you all get yeah, up and yeah. leave. There's some wild there's some wild rules. I sort of respect so that. Though. I gotta wait till like nine PM to eat if the queen wants to eat. Like that's when she wants yeah, to eat. Yeah. Like and if, if the, I'm not done my meal and she yes. is, and she's like I'm off to bed. If you're used then I gotta to, get up and if leave. you're used to eating around six, right? Let's just say this: if you're used to eating around six, yeah, and then the queen got a little snacky at like five forty-five and had a little bit of rhubarb, okay, and then pushed dinner till eight thirty, you're not eating until eight thirty. <laughs> okay, question: Yes, if the queen has her rhubarb snack, yes, at what would you say five forty-five? Five forty-five. Yes, sir. And I'm feeling like that's usually around the time where I want to eat. Yes. If the queen is snacking, can I snack no, too? No, no, I don't think I'm you not can. allowed to snack. No, wait, I don't but think what you if can. the queen controls my snack yeah. time too? No, you might be allowed to snack, but you can't have the pheasant. I don't know what they eat at the Buckingham Palace, <laughs> right? Like I'm, 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 yeah. I'm so guessing. I can't have a pheasant wing. Yeah, I'm guessing pheasant and some sort of pudding. If Mocha's hungry, can he order room service until no, he meets the no, queen? No, no, it's not a hotel. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, man. For. <laughs> Um, do you know nothing? I, you know, do you know nothing? <laughs> do, you, do you know nothing? Answer that question. Yes. yes. Do you know nothing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> question mark. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sinead? Hi. Hey, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story, Sinead. Thank you. Okay, so you are calling us from where? Um, Belfast. Belfast. Oh, nice. All the way from Belfast. Belfast, Ireland. And, what and, up? And sometimes for a story like this, we have to go all the way to Belfast to find such a story, which is a hell of a story, by the way. Uh, so talk, <laughs> talk to us before we get into this uh, about your family. So you, you got kids? Yeah. So um, there's the boys who are here is um, Connell and Stefan. Your your cat's name uh, was was what? Simba. Simba cat is called. And, and how old was Simba? Um, so she's 14. We've had her from she was six weeks old. Um, Connell got her for his third birthday. Um, he is now 17. So she was very much part of the family, like treated like a princess. Um, we just adore her, actually. And was Simba like an indoor, outdoor cat? Um, she would go outdoors, but always comes home at night. Okay, gotcha. I have a question for you, Sinead. Yeah. So what the hell is the hell of a story? You have an awesome cat that gets along with your kids. Okay, yeah, that's 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 part of the story. But uh, but what 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 happened? What happened that day when you guys went outside and uh, and talk us through the the discovery? Okay, so Simba didn't come home um, the night previous, and my husband Freddie he was going to the gym. He's seen a little cat very similar to Simba lying knocked down on the bottom of our hill. Um, so he then obviously came home and was like, oh my goodness, I think Simba has been knocked down. We need to go and see. So obviously then we went to go see. I kind of was like, oh my God, it's my Simba. So wait, so um, you walk up, you walk up, there's a cat at the bottom of your hill and it's, um, yeah. it's Simba. And like, was he, was she hit by a car? Would she, did she fall? What happened? Yeah. Yeah, squished, like literally squished by a car. Squished by a car. Yeah. I don't know if I want to hear this. Yeah. So, so, Simba, RIP. Okay. So, at this point, at this point, do you talk about like when you're going to tell the kids? Like, what are you thinking about in that moment when you find Simba? Um, squished by the car. So in that moment, it was 5.30 a.m. And in that moment, I was going to work. And all I could think about was, oh, my God, my cat is like squashed at the bottom of the road. But I also need to get to work. Then was like, look, we'll get you to work and I'll get the cat. 
brought no. somewhere until you come back from work and we'll look at it properly and, you know, make sure that it's Simba. Yeah. Which happened. And then, then, and then, so you guys, what, you and the family get together and decide to have a funeral for Simba? We were so heartbroken. I told the boys, the boys were devastated. Oh, we cried. No. I, my parents and my sister and my brother live in Scotland. We had told all them. Everybody was heartbroken. We were all so sad. What did you do? Did you cremate Simba? Yeah. So we brought her then to the vet to be cremated and we ordered a headstone off Amazon. Oh. Um, we had literally spoke to the wee five-year-old Stefan, telling him all about the Rainbow Bridge and how it'll have wings and be playing with all the other animals. And then, like, 10.30 in the evening, Simba rocks up crying at the door for dinner, and we were like, oh, my God. Wait, sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, so your real cat, like your actual Simba, not like ghost Simba, yeah. like the whole family is so, so devastated. You start seeing ghost Simba. <laughs> this is real life Simba, your family cat Simba, 14 year old yeah, Simba yeah. walks up to the door. <laughs> yeah. And just like cries for dinner as a, what's the fuss? So, um, what? Yo, Sinead, <laughs> but you guys confirmed. How do you not know your own cat? 14 year old Simba, you confirmed that this next cat I, was Simba, but meanwhile it's another dead cat. I know. So you so this is how it got crazy then. We realized then. So once the celebrations then, we're like, oh, my God, Simba's home. Told everyone, oh, Simba's home. This is amazing. Realization then set into me. And I was like, oh, my God, I've actually cremated someone else's cat. <laughs> oh, so, so what next? Did you find out who that cat belonged to? Or was it just like a stray that nobody knows who the owner is? No, so we then, um, there's like a, a, a lost pets and find West Belfast page on Facebook. And I actually mailed them, like, looking back now, I actually can't even believe it was me. I mailed them, like, listen, my cat went missing. I found this cat. I thought it was my cat. Um, I sent it for commission, <laughs> but my cat has arrived at my door. <laughs> And the lady was like, oh, my goodness, you know, you've done a lovely thing, but we'll never know the owner. So then she actually met me back and she's like, actually, this guy has like the same kind of like cat on the lost page. Why don't you contact him? Which I did. And by this stage, then the vet obviously was closed and I was able to phone the next morning. The cremation hadn't taken place and the chip was over. It was little Milo. And we saved the day because the owners were able to get their own little cat cremated. But I still can't believe it was me. And oh then, bang, God. it went around the world. And I am still listening to um, What's New Pussycat every day. My husband works in the shopping centre. And yes. people walk past him saying meow. And it's crazy. Wow. So Simba's A-OK and everybody in the family's happy. Yeah, everything turned out well in the end. Oh, well, that is a hell of a story, Sinead. Thank you. That's great. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that, you're very welcome. That was a hell of a story, Sinead. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm going to ruin your day. Shout out to all the kids who are freaking out right now. I apologize to all the parents. You don't have to sing this song to my son, my four-year-old. 
Yep, every single night before he goes to bed. Did you, tell, sing, him, did you tell him he's passe? Uh, I did that not. That nobody listens to this song anymore? No. Uh, we sing three songs at bedtime. Okay. We sing Ba Ba Black Sheep. Yeah. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Right. And then Baby Shark. Because right. he still likes the song. I would say that this, this song hurts mommy. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Do you want yeah, to... You know Baby Shark? Do you know what? The, you, you should say, it makes Grammy cry. Oh, That's dude. what you should say. No, yeah, no, you should. That's so mean. Well, um, I saw this on, on Reddit. Somebody took a song by Slipknot, who are just heavy metal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the most Those metal. Those are the guys that destroyed Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, and they wear like scary masks, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always right? have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what any of them look like, except... Yeah. Normal. Completely normal. Really? Yeah, absolutely when normal. when I watch like, their music videos and stuff... Yeah, they, terrifying. They, oh, scary. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they have a song called uh, Psychosocial, right? Yeah. Just a scary song. It sounds like this. And I listened to some hard stuff growing up, but I am in awe because I knew dudes that would like, this is what they would listen to in the morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Like to amp them up, or it's no, just like that's no. their like music it's like choice. as anybody would put you like as you would put a song on in the morning mm-hmm. to just have in the background or whatever. Like they weren't looking for a fight, they weren't looking to get amped up. It's just the stuff they loved. Hmm. <laughs> so, so somebody heavy. took this song by Slipknot, yeah, Psychosocial, and did like a Baby Shark remix of okay. it, okay, using yeah. the Baby Shark instrumental, but yeah. using the vocals from Psychosocial by Slipknot. <laughs> And it sounds like this. I did my job and I went out. No one needs that It doesn't cut. The soul is not so vibrant. The reckoning, the sickening. Back and chase a virgin. Pseudo sacrosanct for virgins. Yeah, it sounds like it hurts. Everybody did that. Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah, Uh, but that's Slipknot, Psychosocial, the uh, Baby Shark (laughs) remix. If you're interested, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Bachelor in Paradise Canada will debut this Sunday night at eight o'clock on City TV. Um, A lot of Canadians on the show, Roz, and it's like up in Cottage Country, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Buggy up there. Kevin, who we know, uh, friend of the show. Kevin went from Bachelor Nation. Uh, he and his wife Astrid are expecting their first child soon. Bachelor success story, by the way, those two. Um, he's the bartender. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Kevin W., welcome back to the Raws and Mocha Show. Kevin W. from Bachelor in Paradise, Canada, but this time as a bartender. What up, man? Hey, good to be with you. Good to be back. How's it going? So it's good to have you back here, but was it good to be back in Bachelor World? I feel like it was great to be back in Bachelor World uh, pouring drinks instead of stressing over ordering drinks. <laughs> I was gonna, what is it like for you, having gone through it now multiple times and been successful at the show? Like, you guys are a success story to come out of, uh, to come out of all of this. What was that? 
that like to watch other people? Like, are you noticing mistakes people are making? Yeah, well, as soon as I got there, I quickly realized, you know, pouring a vodka soda is pretty easy. I think I was there for a, for a bigger purpose. I think some, some uh, cast members definitely leaned on me, looking at me as kind of the, the bachelor pinnacle, I guess. If you find someone that you click with and fast forward three years later, I'm getting married and having a baby. So yeah. I felt like my, uh, my advice maybe and my, my, my steering of where to go next for them uh, was kind of more important than the actual drink pouring itself. Uh, any anyone in the cast, anyone on the beach, in your experience there at uh, at Camp Paradise, where you were, <laughs> I wouldn't say annoyed, but you knew that their time at Paradise wouldn't be long. Uh, I think that happens pretty much every episode. <laughs> 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 really, yo, if yeah. you weren't if you weren't the bartender and had to be a part of Paradise with the the cast uh, with the people that showed up. Um, who do you think that you wouldn't get along with? Can you say? Uh, let's just say there's a few that uh, that you'll see early on, and I'm pretty sure one of you guys can text me and say, "Ah, I understand." <laughs> once, you, uh, <laughs> once you see who I'm talking about, uh, so it's a it's a sort of different format. It's not a it's not the the Caribbean. It's you know sort of cottage country. Um, just being in physically like a different kind of place that changes the dynamic between the people on the show. How did the location sort of play into? Were there like some you know chilly nights where people were forced inside or to share a blanket? Well, you know what? I think I think the best way to describe this season, I think Canadians are really going to enjoy it because we took all the best parts of American Paradise, like we took the roses and the romance, the drama, all that stuff that people love to watch, but we we really made it our own. I love the Canadian feel. It's very. Um, you know, uh, flannel shirt by the campfire feel, which uh, which for a lot of us growing up, especially in Ontario, that was our summer paradise. We didn't have a crazy hot beach to go sit out all day. A lot of time we were at the country, or sorry, at the cottage, um, having wine by the fire. So I felt like we really captured kind of what our Canadian summers are all about. And I think a lot of the American cast really, really liked it. So um, it's a different setting, but it's the same format. Oh, God, and, dude, uh, what about the mosquitoes? Were mosquitoes a problem? You know what? It wasn't that bad. I don't know what magic dust they sprayed all over the, the set but it seemed to be fine i was uh i was totally fine <laughs> i was i was gonna say because like there's there's something that you you know when there's bikinis and everybody's body and everybody's oiled up but like you know itchy red welts from black flies you know it's yeah. like, it's like it, it doesn't i don't it's know how you turn make, on no it's not at all <laughs> uh kevin w from uh from bachelor in paradise canada you are the the bartender and you're talking about how the show is like very canadian no offense, but is it a little too Canadian? As in, is it going to give Americans a little bit more ammo to, to amp up the typical stereotype of who we are as Canadians? Because I heard like a lot of, you know, Canadian maple jokes and a lot of Canadian bacon and Canadians are so nice jokes in there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, not all Canadians are nice. <laughs> You'll find that out pretty quick the, by like episode two. That there's some there's some dynamic people on this show. Uh, I feel like the Canadian. I mean, I've been used to it. I'm I'm married to an American. I have lots of American friends. I'm used to getting a little bit of razzing being Canadian. But I mean, best country on earth. We're all proud to be here. So I'm not worried about the maple syrup and hockey jokes. Um, we'll see how the Olympics go. If the U.S. can stand up with us. Oh, in, in oh wow! Olympics, oh wow! Oh, God, already, yes. already. Yes. Uh, how's uh, how's Astrid doing, man? Astrid's doing well. Thank you so much for asking. She's uh, we're six weeks away, so I'm I'm at the fire hall right now. I'm just counting down my last few shifts before I go off and uh, 
spend quite a few months learning how to be a dad. <laughs> so we're, we're really excited. Um, oh, often, dude, you'll be great. Uh, oftentimes when, uh, when somebody is dealing with uh, or, or going through their, their sort of first pregnancy, things that they loved before they hate while they're pregnant. Was there anything about you, the way you smell, the way you anything that she used to love that now annoys the hell out of her? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I am a bottom shelf whiskey drinker. Yeah. And uh, she used to be able to tolerate the, the like the Canadian club and diet or something like smell at the end of the night after after a few after dinner watching the Jays game or something. Yeah. Now if I'm anywhere in the same room with a whiskey breath, she gives me this stare. That oh I know no! Oh yeah. no! Now you have to be like a closet whiskey drinker. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's time to go to the garage and sit on the workout bench. Wow! Oh, no. Wow! Oh, yeah. The the one the one thing you need at that point in her pregnancy, you're not allowed to do in the house. <laughs> oh, dude! David Mori, go ahead. David Mori is here, by the way. Brother. Back to Bachelor uh, in Paradise, Canada. There's one guy, the Canadian cowboy in a speedo. How many Speedos did the guy bring? I, I have a feeling he just reused the same one. And there wasn't very good laundry facilities there. So I, oh, I think no. it's just a reusable. I think he just, oh. just flipped it inside out a couple times. Oh, no. Oh, he did God. not plan for this trip. Kev, thank you so much for always making time for us on the Razamoga Show. We cannot <laughs> wait to see all the drama unfold and uh, your bartending skills on the new season. Bachelor in Paradise Canada uh, will debut this Sunday and then every Sunday, 8 p.m. on City TV. Uh, much love to you, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Great talking. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So we're two and a half weeks away from Halloween. And neighborhoods everywhere have got the decorations out. Yes. Some of them are like cute and fun, mm-hmm. like what we have at our house. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of pumpkins and some like inflatable ghosts and uh, a cartoony dragon. That we got from Canadian Tire. Yeah. That my son helped us. Or he picked everything out. And we put it up together. But then you have people that go the extreme. There's one house in our neighborhood where it looks like a like a murder scene, but also zombie apocalypse. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? They have stuff hanging. Like, they had like, a dead body, quote-unquote dead body, yeah. hanging from the tree in, I, in the neighborhood. I drove by a house... Um, where they had a like a body hanging in a tree, but it was like battery operated, so it was like twitching. Oh, geez, no way. Yeah, <gasps> scary. Right. Life size too. Um, there's this guy in Dallas. His name's Stephen Novak, and he's an artist, and he put together the most extreme front yard Halloween display ever with like mutilated murder victims. Oh, excuse me. And a ton of blood, like a ton. Like just like on the lawn and stuff? or like Yes. One victim, quote unquote victim, was speared in the back with a chainsaw. There's another corpse Jeez. that's like hanging off the edge of the roof with a knife in its back. Okay. Or sorry, knife in the head. Okay. There are dismembered body parts inside of a wheelbarrow and a duct tape garbage bag that holds the shape of like what looks like a body. <laughs> and then the entire scene is just soaked with blood. And somebody called the cops, and the cops had to show up. And what? To and investigate. To... No, 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 because somebody oh. looked at this scene, drove by. Oh, and by. they thought that a bunch of people had been murdered. Look at this picture. Tell oh. me that's not, like, that's pretty oh. extreme, right? Oh, yeah, because that's a daytime shot too, right? Yeah. Yeah, things so look So somebody called the, the cops, and because the, the, the police were obligated to show up, 
Yeah. But they talked to this guy and they were like, hey, we did get a phone call about yeah. this display that you have on your front lawn. Right. They didn't charge him or they didn't tell him to like take it down or anything like that. Yeah. Or like, to, 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 to make adjustments so it doesn't look like that. I don't like guys like, like that. I don't like guys like that. I don't like, like that. This? No. That, that, I, no. Go I, to the extreme? No, I don't like that. And I don't like the um, hanging body from the tree that's battery operated and twitches. Because here's the thing is that Halloween is for kids, right? I get adults like Halloween and, and all this stuff. But if if you wouldn't show it in a movie to a six-year-old, you shouldn't put it on your front lawn on right. Halloween. Yeah. Right? You can't do uh, like you can't do a wheelbarrow full of very, very realistic body parts and then have children walk past. Like, you just can't do it. It's damaging. Like, yeah. they, they just, you can't show that stuff to a kid. Yeah. Right? You can't wow. have a kid walk by a dead guy with a chainsaw on his back and blood everywhere. <laughs> to this guy you, in Dallas. You, you, can't, you can't make a six-year-old walk through blood to actually get candy. And then the parents be like, well, that's not real. No, you but can't. They, you can't the image gets like, burned into your mind yes. as a child. Uh, but yeah. that's what this guy, this, he's an artist, and he lives in Dallas, and the cops had to show up after somebody drove by. Yeah. And, Saw this. Yeah, but then what do you do with all that stuff when it's not Halloween? Where do you keep that? That's got to be hard to bring a date home, huh? (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The Property Brothers, Jonathan and Drew Scott, are nonstop. They got new episodes of their Emmy-nominated Forever Home series on HGTV, Mondays at 9 p.m. Celebrity IOU Season 3 is coming up. This is where they team up with a celeb to help rental a home for a person in need. And now they've teamed up with a real estate brokerage called Properly to help people get into their dream home a lot quicker. Jonathan and Drew Scott, Property Brothers, welcome back to the Ross and Mocha Show. How are you guys? We are good. Always nice to hang out with you guys. So where are you right now in relation to each other? Like, are you guys allowed to, like, hang out and like with all the COVID stuff? I guess, are you bubbled or what's going on? Uh, no, we're definitely able uh, to hang out. It just depends on, you know, where we're at. So Drew's actually about an hour away from me right now. Yeah. uh, No, we've been filming and we just wrapped filming um, Property Brothers and Celebrity IOU about two weeks ago. What's happening on the new season of IOU? Who you got? Oh my gosh. I mean, we have Snoop Dogg was uh, our last (laughs) that we wrapped up. um, (laughs) Howie Mandel. We we always have great talent, but the stories that you're not used to seeing, like the, uh, the way that they dig it, we dig into their backstory a little bit, who these people mean to them. That's the most... Um, touching part of the show and so it's really exciting for us to be able to be a part of giving back to people uh can you tell us a little bit about uh, snoop Dogg's story who was he trying to trying to help out what was the experience like filming with him and did he try to make yes. you guys smoke weed yeah did you guys get high with snoop so no first of all drew <laughs> would not stop trying to do some sort of collab music collaboration with snoop and snoop was like yeah it's not happening no not even. <laughs> instantly all of snoop's cred would go but uh it was a pretty incredible episode so snoop was giving back to uh the gentleman who runs the snoop youth football league this it's an organization they created that has gotten several kids into the nfl a ton of professional wow. careers out of it literally has helped thousands of kids and their yeah. families um and so cool as snoop likes to play it all the time dude has a heart of gold and he's also and he, he was totally willing to do whatever we wanted he's hilarious like he he should just do stand-up he was hilarious and a hard worker i mean whether it was jackhammering or ripping out we were converting this garage and outdoor space um into an area for commish um for his work but yeah he, he's a workhorse he was in there like a beast explain properly to people that may not know exactly what it is myself and myself included um 
and is this like the ultimate convenience for people? Is that is that what this is to make life a little bit easier? People watch our shows. They watch Property Brothers, and they love you know seeing how we help people get their dream homes. And we've always felt we've been in real estate twenty five years. We always felt there'd be a better way to buy and sell properties, and and this is it. I mean, it's an it's a tech enabled real estate brokerage. And Jonathan and I, we're not just you know endorsing the. We've actually invested our own money in this because we see this as a way to transform okay. the buying and selling process in Canada. But also there's some of the features like, you know, the property polish where you can get 20 grand interest free to, to fix up your place to sell it for top dollar. Oh, wow. And that's, I mean, most people I don't think realize how much more you can tap into in your property if you just clean it up a little bit before you sell it and show people yeah. its true potential. Anyway, yeah, it, it really is. It's transforming. And also, too, I mean, Properly has uh, Instant Estimate, which is Canada's most accurate free home value calculator. So people can literally understand the value of their home off the, the website properly.ca within minutes. So it's everything that Properly is doing is exactly what we've been saying to clients for years that we would love to do. We'd love to help more people into their dream homes. Now we have a way to do this all across Canada. Um, you guys are a family uh, empire. And... How long do we have to wait before there's a Jonathan Zoe show? <laughs> when I'm kicked out? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to think of the right angle. Uh, the funny thing is, you know, I don't want to give too much away about the new season of Brother versus Brother, but I do have a secret weapon. Somebody who's obsessed with real estate. And so it's basically like we're teaming up to be Drew. Is she obsessed with real estate? Is Zoe Wait. obsessed with real estate? Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. Oh, L- let me tell you this yes. much. She found the house for Brother versus Brother. Jonathan will take credit, but she found the house. And uh, anyway, it's it's going to be a great season. I think there we can't give away too much, but we start filming next month. All I can say is, I think I'm going to win again, Jonathan. Oh, I don't know. Oh, say, damn. Yeah. I got, the, I got <laughs> this one in the bag. I, I, I know it's early where you are and you're not whispering. Uh, is she there, Jonathan? Nope. No, she's not. So you can't just like <laughs> yell, yo, what's up? And she won't answer. You Are you wanting me to do a shout out to Zoe? No. You, just... that, you want her to record a birthday message for you or something? No. I will say this, though. My, my birthday my birthday is my birthday is coming up. No, no. I'm just, you know, you're just wondering. Like, I just, I think everybody thinks you guys are adorable together, right? I mean, she she asks all the time about Mocha, not you. Oh. Uh, but she just all the time. What's he up to? It's really tiring. What's she doing? Oh, yeah. What up, Zoe? <laughs> Uh, Property Brothers, uh, Jonathan and Drew, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Taylor. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you stressed? Um, a little. (laughs) Yeah, why is that? I know we're under the same roof again, but my parents need to give me some Space. Oh, here we go. You wrote us this. Razamoka fixed my life. Uh, I'm 25 and have been back at home with my parents for almost three years now. We used to have a healthy uh, system of boundaries, but now it's like I'm back in high school. They constantly question where I'm going and who I'm going out with and make me feel guilty when I choose to leave the house to see my boyfriend or my friends. How do I establish healthy boundaries with them so that I can feel a bit more independent? So has this been going on for the three years that you moved back home or it's only recently come up uh honestly it's gotten pretty bad after 
COVID happened. Now, are they worried that you're like, I don't know, how, how frequent are you going out? Like, are they worried that the amount of time that you're spending out of the house, uh, you may, because they don't know who you're hanging out with, that you may get something and bring it back into the home? No, like they know all of my friends. They know who I'm like, who I'm seeing. Cause I, like, I don't really have a lot of friends that I see regularly, but I don't know. It's because I, I like I work in Toronto and I live in Hamilton, so I'm not really home a lot during the week. So this isn't this isn't a COVID thing. This is just no. a smothering thing. I think so. Okay. That's what it feels like. So first of all, when it comes to boundaries, when you move back in um, with your parents, boundaries need to be set before you move in. That mm-hmm. convers that conversation needs to happen uh, before you actually move in. Um, you obviously did not do that. Um, no. Now, okay, so... <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, how long... So you moved back home when you were 22 years old. How long were you out of the house before moving back home? I was I was at university for four years. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So um, yeah. are you paying your... Are you paying rent there? No, you're no. Not, okay, so you're not, you're not contributing financially to anything, right? Well, like, I, I help them with groceries and stuff when I can, but, sure. like, I'm, I'm in okay. the process of paying off my student debt. I so. gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, what about your, your sort of life in the house? What kind of life do you have in the house? Like, you sleep until noon on Saturdays and stuff? No, I'm up early all the time, and I do a lot of chores. I just help out where I can, okay. so... And- yeah. So, so part of the problem that people run into when they move back in with their family is that you sort of both reassume those roles when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. So you're leaving your dirty clothes on the floor, you know, not cleaning up after yourself, leaving a dirty dish in the sink because it's comfortable and that's what you remember and that's the way things used to be, right? That's a huge problem when people move back in. And then they're like, stop treating me like I'm a kid. And then your, <laughs> your parents are like, yeah, but you were on your own for four years and you move back in and you're 16 again stop acting like it right Right. so that happens that happens a lot uh the other thing is this is that when you do move back in your parents should always be reminded whether it is through your own ambition or uh plans that you've set goals that you've made that this is temporary They should be Mm -hmm. well aware that you every day are doing something to get out of that house. Right. Okay. Are you doing that right now? Yes. (laughs) Do they, do they know? (laughs) Um, I, I think my mom's in denial. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then the the other thing too that you run into when you move back in is that you don't make time for them. It's you're like a stranger to them in their in their own home. Like you're there, but you living your own life. You don't instigate any sort of dare I say family time. You know, mm-hmm. you don't sit around, you know, you don't sit there and go, hey, listen, um, Friday, I'm not going out. What if we all get together, you know, do a movie night, that kind of thing, where you're actually spending time with them. You're not a you're not a drifter who is, you know, coming in at all hours of the night and sleeping in their bed. Yeah. Right. I think that you have to make that time. And then and then that becomes family time. And then everything else is your time. Right. But that's okay. that said, uh, parents are ruthless when it comes to uh, manipulation and guilt tripping. Ruth, mm. Ruthless because they want you to, they want you to need them. Yeah. They want you to need them. And when you feel that um, that's the conversation that you have to have. And fortunately for you, you're a grown up. And you, as a grown-up, should be able to have grown-up conversations with other grown-ups, whether they're your parents or not. Okay. When was the last yeah. time you had that conversation, or you just haven't at all? You kind of avoided it. Um, I, 
Honestly, I think I've avoided it because I feel bad even having that conversation because I don't want them to think that I'm taking them for uh, granted. Wait a second. You, you feel guilty? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's their plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Mom and dad are like, score. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Taylor, I think you can address all of your, your concerns and have an adult conversation with your parents about this. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys. You're welcome. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Hey, Mocha. Yeah, man. (laughs) Are you ready? Of course. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. It is official. Uh, Squid Game um, has become Netflix's biggest series launch ever. It hit 111 million viewers. 111 million viewers. That's incredible. For Squid Game. For a show that is only, eh, it's okay. And it came out a month ago. I think less than a month less ago. Less than a month. Three, three, three weeks ago. Maybe three weeks ago. I think ago. I'm still the only yeah. person that hasn't finished watching it you yet. You haven't yet, huh? No, everybody else in my life, everybody I know yeah. has watched Squid Game. Really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it's... It's a monster, like an absolute mo- This is what, almost like what Tiger King was. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it was the thing that everyone is talking about. And everyone rushed to yeah. watch, which I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. But uh, but you ain't got no time for that, huh? Yeah. Why haven't you finished it yet? What's the matter with you? I've got stuff going on. Like what? Like how, like how busy can you possibly be? What's that, Maury? 64 million. What? So Tiger King reached 64 million. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, but wow. I, yeah. no, no, I just mean that it's the thing that everybody's talking about, right? Like every now and then a show just catches fire where yeah. you, you have to Bridgerton be a part too. of it. Yeah, well, Bridgerton was their number one and then uh, and then Squid Game hit. So uh, I don't know what's going to top this. Possibly next season of Squid oh, by Game. By the way, they have Squid Game dog costumes for Halloween now. What do you mean? Like you can dress your dog in the Oh, I thought you meant that you put a costume on, but you're a dog, but only in the Squid Game costume. How would you get that? I don't know. You said a Squid Game dog costume. (laughs) (laughs) You did say that. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, So real, like, uh, I don't want to use the word screw job, but like a real screw job went down on Dancing with the Stars last night. There is a weird ass rule on that show that I didn't know existed. So there was crazy confusion when i started looking at all the social media reaction to dancing with the stars last night um people they were very confused you know all the different sort of memes that are available to people where it's like somebody doing math in their head yeah where they're like trying to figure out how the math works yeah yeah, yeah. so there's a rule on dancing with the stars that there's four judges mm-hmm. and if they're deciding whether they're going to save somebody if it is a two to one vote, that's considered like a tie because it's not unanimous. And then the fourth judge gets to decide what? which person stays or goes, even though the other three judges have sided clearly with one. So listen to this vote. So this is the way it went down. So this what you're going to hear right now is Brian Austin Green had already gone home. Yeah. Okay. And then it was down to Matt James and Kenya Moore. Okay. And so Tyra is going through the judges on asking which pairing the judges would like to save. And so you listen to this and tell me if it makes any sense. If the first three judges are divided, then Lynn as our head judge, will cast the deciding vote. Okay? It's time for the judge's verdict. 
Bruno, which couple would you like to save? Oh, oh and I have to go for Matt and Lindsay. I'm so sorry, my love. I, Bruno no. chooses to save Matt and Lindsay. I turn to you, Derek. Which couple would you like to save? Um, I'm going to save Kenya and Brandon. We've got one for so Matt one and Lindsay. One. We have one for okay. Kenya and Brandon. Carrie Ann, which couple would you like to save? Tonight, I am going to save the couple I'm going to save is Matt and Lindsay. You okay. had a great breakthrough. So it's two, two to one. one. Yeah, so that Matt and Lindsay are, are good to stay. Listen. Both of these couples are still in the running. We turn to our head judge, Len. But Sorry, I'm going to pick Russian. Kenya. You're staying in the show. Kenya is staying in this competition, so and Brandon. It's a tie. But the other two said. Matt, though. Yeah. So it, so the three judges said they're going to save Matt. And then Len has the deciding vote, I guess, on who he wants to save. But they already said. So there's four judges and it was split two and two. That's a tie. Yeah. How does he and get he, to decide? Because he, When guess the majority a, already said they want to save Matt. Exactly. I don't know what he had to decide. It was already like, I could understand if there's a tie that there needs to be some sort of mechanism. But when three judges go... The majority of three go one way, and then he can just come in and, and just negate everything that they just said. Then it's that eliminates the whole voting process. Thank you. Anyway. So people so are freaking out. People are they, were very confused. They're going to have to address this next week. Yeah. Well, no, this is a rule. I think it's happened before on the show. It's like, it's just a dumb rule. Uh, so anyway, uh, after last night's uh, uh, elimination with uh, uh, Bachelor Matt James, damn it, Maury caught up with uh, Matt James uh, to talk about uh, going home. And better, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Matt, what happened? I, I, had, to, I didn't have the right moves tonight. But oh that's my. the thing is he did. He had his best dance. That's what's so hard about it. He did so good tonight. So it's just a bummer. But Matt, how can you reject somebody who like dances shirtless all the time with a body like yours? <laughs> hey, Liz, I, I, uh, there's a strong field of dancers. You know, there's so many talented dancers and um, it's got to be somebody every week. And this was our week. So uh, I'm going to be for him. At least it's not like Squid Game. You're still alive. <laughs> this is true. Hey, now you have a lot more time to actually finish that show. We've been yeah, trying yeah, to watch yeah, it, but. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. No more Bachelor Matt. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Television as you know it may change drastically in the coming days. Um, Iatsi, this is the big union of sort of behind the scenes workers in Hollywood. Okay. And uh, the IATSE president, Matthew Loeb, says that the union will go on strike on Monday unless a deal is reached in the next few days, meaning that productions will shut down. <sighs> um, so first you had COVID shutting everything down. And now with a union strike looming, everything else will shut money? down. So um, no, it's always money, right? So he says benefits. Uh, he says that the quote, uh, the union will continue bargaining with the producers this week in hopes of reaching an agreement that addresses core issues such as uh, reasonable rest periods, meal breaks and a living wage for those at the bottom of the wage scale. Um, however, he did note that, quote, the pace of bargaining doesn't reflect any sense of urgency and that without an end date, we could keep talking forever. Our members deserve to have their basic ad needs addressed. And then the Alliance of Motion Pictures and television producers released a statement saying there's five whole days left to reach a deal. Ooh. And the studios will continue to negotiate in good faith in an effort to reach an agreement for new contracts. So one of the things that they want is that when you're working on a movie set, because mov movie days are long days, they're 12 hour days minimum right oh yeah 
And what they want is that when somebody raps at 9 p.m., they're not asked to be back on set the next day at 4 a.m. Right. Right? Like, what is the reasonable rest period in between mm-hmm. call times? That's one of the things. because That, that seems ha- fair, though. Because that happens frequently. And that, of course, wages for people who are on the bottom sort of wage scale and uh, and and uh and then wages for uh, everybody else but uh, but it, monday's the deadline there's mm. a clock on the website that's ticking oh my God. that's, that's ticking serious? down yeah 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 that, that's ticking down to, like to strike level. day we and have so, to go and design a clock and, and put it on the website and this is all this will be television movies everything like all the shows that are that have uh that have union members in it will just cease to be in production again oh. again when the writer strike happened it was almost a year with no no new television if you remember yeah right it's a big deal it's a big deal it's i wonder ba- if they've already is jersey shore family vacation safe because uh, they've already filmed yeah, that, i don't I think, think i don't think they're union oh thank god yeah i don't think they're union and if they are hey we got the union in our pocket <laughs> right you know what I mean? What voice is that? <laughs> That's Italian. That's oh, straight up it? Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good one. Uh, I did hear great news, though, about Succession. And Wait. I was extremely oh, yeah. happy for it. Because Succession Season 3 debuts on Sunday night. Correct. And they had the red carpet premiere in uh, in New York the other night. And one of the pieces of information that came out of the premiere was that this season of Succession is a no-COVID world. Oh, perfect. Meaning COVID does not exist. Yeah. There's, there's not, it's not acknowledged. People aren't wearing masks. It doesn't make its way into the storyline or to business. I kind of like that. They did what everybody else should have done. I don't know if you watched this new season of Billions, but they, they referenced COVID. It was literally the funniest thing. The funniest thing. What'd they say? So because the season was split because they had to shut the season down because of COVID. Yeah. Right. So there's a scene. So it, it goes like. No COVID in the world, and you're watching Billions, and then they pick up in that season with the scenes and the episodes that were shot post-COVID, and there's just one scene where, like, the guy who runs the company, Axe, is on a monitor, like a Zoom call, talking to his employees, and then everybody's wearing masks, and then he's like, all right, uh, anyway, uh, take your masks off, and then everybody just takes their masks (laughs) off. Oh, that was a reference. Yeah, the only yeah, reference. Yeah. Oh my god! They show yeah. they show people in one scene wearing masks. And COVID then he, is done. Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, if you uh, if you work for me, you take your mask off." Yeah. The and only other show uh, earlier this year <laughs> it was the funniest thing. One of my favorite shows on CBC is Working Moms. Yeah, right with Catherine Reitman. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and in their latest season because yeah. they shot it during real life COVID world. Right, uh, and they only made reference to COVID once. Yeah. And after that, it was like COVID was over, yeah. no social distancing, no anything. So right. they only referenced it in the first episode one time yeah. and didn't bring up like the severity of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, I, I know you guys are watching the latest season of Morning Show. No. No, you're not? Bailed. Uh, yeah, I'm not Unwa- really feeling Unwatchable. Like, they're covering Unwatchable. now. The timeline nah. of, of Morning Show right now yeah. is at the beginning of COVID, like yeah. before it enters North America. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm over. It's yeah. The morning show. The morning show is now one of those shows, and there have been a few. There have been a few shows where it is so shocking that season one captivated so many people and was the topic of conversation, and everybody was watching it. And then season two, I have not heard one single human have a conversation about it. Yeah, I I think the hard thing for the morning show is where do you go from season one? 
right? It feels like one of those series that should have just been one season, yes. right? Similar mm-hmm. to like The Undoing yeah. or Mayor of Easttown or any of those other shows. Yeah. One season, wrapped it up, made perfect sense. I also think that the morning show, those shows, I think that they should create their own drama on the show. I don't think, just like Grey's Anatomy, I don't think those shows do well when you try and reflect what's really happening in the world because things that happen in the world change so fast. Mm -hmm. And the morning show really leaned in. I mean, I know season one, it was very much like the Matt Lauer sort of dirtbag, misogynistic, sexual abuser, like all of this stuff. They really leaned into that. But that's sort of that world, but that has been that world for a very long time. So they sort of exposed it. Yeah, you have like a big history of those, of these things happening you you do now now but every storyline in this show now is sort of a different part of what is relevant on twitter Mm -hmm. right and it's relevant in the world as well but it just seems like it's pulled from twitter arguments a a lot of the show and 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 the characters are so great and so well-rounded and uh and and i just think that they could have created at times a little bit of their own drama as opposed to trying to reflect what's going on in the world because you know you get tired of that like i stopped watching Grey's anatomy because i'm like i I don't want to listen to people talk about COVID, man. Yeah. Yeah. I will like, say. I'm so done with the, listening people talk about COVID. The other thing about uh, the morning show and the direction, you're not watching it, but I don't like, but you are, Shem. I, am. Um, I just don't like the direction that they're taking Reese Witherspoon's character. Bradley. Um, her, yeah. yeah, Bradley. Yeah. Her, um, not with what's happening in her life, but just like her attitude. They changed her. Yeah. Right? They did. They like really her did. Her attitude. They like, yeah. forget and about I don't everything like that. else in her life, right? Yeah. And what she's going through, but it's just. Her, her attitude and her personality. Yeah, they is... change her. And they change a lot of the characters. Yeah, you yeah. rooted for Bradley, yeah. I think, in season one. And now yeah. she's just like, eh. Now yeah. she's just lumped in with the rest with of the them. Rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but you get a great show like Succession and you realize how you can still do a fantastic drama without sort of referencing what's going mm-hmm. on in the world. But it takes really, really great writing. And I'm not saying The Morning Show doesn't have great writing, but I think that in order to do a season two, I don't think season two was planned. Mm. And season two sort of fell in their lap and they decided to build a show around it. And that's no way to build a show. Yeah, like, they rushed like, it. They, they, well, no, but, but season one of The Morning Show, when they pitched and sold season one, seasons two and three should already have been mapped out. Yeah. And when I'm watching season two of The Morning Show, I don't get the feeling that it was, mm-hmm. right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So uh, there was a thing going on on Twitter yesterday with James Gunn where it was um, pitch a movie in two pictures, no caption, right? So people get creative okay. and then they, they take a picture of one thing and a picture of another thing and they sort of combine two things and then that's your movie. And James Gunn put up a picture of, James Gunn, by the way, director, writer, Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, James Gunn put up a picture of Gilligan's Island beside mm-hmm. a picture of Cannibals. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. like, what if we did Gilligan's Island but made them cannibals? Oh, weird. Uh, and then in a following tweet, he said a true story. In the late 90s, uh, screenwriter uh, Charlie Kaufman pitched a movie version of Gilligan's Island where the Islanders, starving and desperate, started killing and eating each other. Oh, Warner gosh. Brothers wanted to do it, but Sherwood Schwartz, the creator of Gilligan's Island, said no. He later adds, after Guardians... I tried to resurrect the idea and wanted to direct it. It seemed Warners and Charlie were interested, but at the time, the estate of the late Sherwood Schwartz nixed it. Anyway, if the Schwartz estate changes their mind, I'm here. So James Gunn has this wild fantasy of doing a cannibal version of Gilligan's Island. No. (laughs) You don't think he could make that work? I mean, I... 
Could he make the movie? Bro, yeah. He, 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 made, he made a superhero movie with five characters that I've never heard of before and turned it into one of my favorite superhero <sighs> movies. I know, but still. I don't know. I think he could do it. 100%. I think this he could do weird. it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. This is where you get your questions answered. Hello, Natalia. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Where do you listen to the show from? Bradford. Nice. Bradford, Ontario. Ontario. All right. Yep. How are things out in Bradford today? Uh, not bad. Yeah? It's a nice day. All right, Natalia, what is your question for the room? All right. I was wondering if you guys have ever just really, really hated someone and what the story behind that is. <laughs> Can we say who but without the story? Wait. No, you cannot. If you say who, you have to say the story. Yeah. Um, Natalia, <laughs> do you have somebody in your life or had in your life who you hate? Or hated. I knew you were going to ask me, and I've been thinking about it, but I honestly, I think I just want to live vicariously through other people's drama, I've realized. Mm. I haven't hated someone in a long time. Okay. Uh, Dan Amori, who's the person that you've... No, 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 uh, go first. No, 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 no you go, go. go ahead. Dan I mean, there's Murray. lots of people that I hate. Lots? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> hate, though, right? Hate. They're, okay, so, I'm not, okay... I'll tell the sort of story, but without saying names. It's a recent thing. It's a person who works in publicity or whatever. Sure. And I hate them only because of how they view doing their job. In the sense that they're very, like, you can work with them, but it has to be sort of on their terms. If you go rogue or if you do things That's enough to hate somebody? Well, where they, they choose to speak poorly about you to other people. Because of, you know, how you've done your job. Do you know what I mean? Wow. That's like you hate somebody for that, huh? Like yeah. to, to me, like, wow. Interesting. Interesting. I would just be like pissy with somebody or just, mm-hmm. you know, not talk to somebody. But to actually. Disgruntled. To actually hate somebody, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, maybe, who, who, I may, maybe I don't hate. Maybe who, it's who, just who, a... who do you hate? Okay, come back to me. You okay. Go. Okay. Um, I don't think I, Mocha. Do you hate anybody? I don't hate anybody. Have you ever hated anybody? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but it yeah. just maybe in the moment, like just pissed off. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, I, I truly do hate that person. Right, but I can't think of anybody in my life or even in the past that I truly hate, like dislike to the point where it's affected my life. Right, or like it's thinking still, about them makes yeah, or still to this day, no, like there are people who are hella annoying, but nobody <laughs> that I actually hate hate. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. I've hated many people in my life. Yeah. Now, whether whether I carry that hate with me still today is a completely different story, right? Mm. Like you sort of get over things. Um, but I've hated, I've hated plenty of people. I've hated people that I've never met. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like I had a like how like you've heard stories I, about them. I, that well, make, I you was hate them? well. Okay, I'll, I'll give it. Okay, I was with um, somebody. Yeah. Who cheated on me? Right. Okay. Um, and they cheated on we on me with like a famous Hollywood actor. Wow. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, you gotta say who? Okay. No, no, no. Um, and so I hated that guy. I the never, actor. I, yeah. I had never met that guy. <laughs> and right. the problem was that guy was in a lot of movies I really liked. Oh no, that sucks. <laughs> right. Oh, that so, sucks. So. But they didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't matter. I still hated him, and I hated her too, and all this other stuff. Yeah, but now I don't. You know, now I don't. So like, just it doesn't like, affect your life. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff, where you're just like, there's a reminder, right? Like sure. that's when you start to hate somebody. Is that there's a there's a like a reminder. There's people in this business that I refuse to interview because 
we don't get along to the point of where we hate each other. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And like if I ever have like a new boss or something like that, like or a new assignment editor or whatever it is, they will always know. Like I've worked with people who just know never put me in the same room with this person. Yeah. Right? Because it's just not going to work. You're, You're not, not going to get the interview you that you want. Not, yeah. No, because they don't want me there and I don't want to be there. Uh-huh. Um, so like there's that. But again, like so much of it is is irrational. Just uh, It started off just not being the same type person. And then you just hear other things, right? Right. Um, Have you ever interviewed that celebrity that was cheated on you? No. And had to no. fake your way through it? No, 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 no. But, no, but, but I'll tell you, had now that so much time has gone by, I'm talking this is like years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like 20-something years ago. Is he still hot? Um, was he ever? Oh, good question. Thank you. <laughs> Low-key diss right there. Right? <laughs> In your face, nameless actor. <laughs> I actually think he's dead. Oh, um, dance. <laughs> dance on that grave. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't want to celebrate that though. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. There's just people that I that I really truly dislike for things that. Um, I know that they've said to said about me behind my back or things that they've done to sort of hurt me or sabotage me or uh, make me look like a fool. But they don't know that I know. And gotcha. the reason why the hate is perpetuated is because they constantly are, if I see them, the rare times that I do see them, they will always be extremely kind. Mm. And, but you know they've talked trash. I know, but it had not yeah. even once. Like, I mean, a history, a long history of trying to destroy things, relationships, this kind of thing, yeah. from, like, back channels in my life for no particular reason at wow. all other than they don't like me, mm. right? And so I know people like that where I just actually hate them mm-hmm. for for that. I just hate that kind of well, person. Well, you know what? I hate them too. Right, there you for go. For that reason. Perfect. <laughs> nice. I think that's it, though. Uh, yeah. Dan, you were going to give a name, right, Maury? I'm not going to give a name, um, but I'll say that (laughs) I don't know if I hate them as much anymore just because enough time has passed. But another morning show person that I worked with in the past, I hated because he would throw staplers at me or call me at three o'clock in the morning to uh, get drugs for him. Right. Or stuff. I mean, them. Yeah. And. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, But but, but again, but like with stuff like you don't hate anymore. Right. No, no, no. no. And that's the and that's the whole thing. I think that when it comes to hating somebody. um, Because I I don't see any reason to hate anymore. Well, that's that's the thing. We've gone separate ways. Yeah. And and it's tiring. Right. Like I don't hate anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't have it in me. Now, if somebody was to if any of those sort of things were to come back into my life the oh, hate the obviously. hate so would the hate yeah right like i don't give a lot of people second chances i guess that that's what it would be right is i just re- rarely give somebody a second chance there you go natalia awesome great stories if thank you so much for listening wasn't Take still care, alive yeah would you and they were married would you sleep with their wife to get back at them no no because then i would be cheating on Catherine. Right, okay. No, you know, just... saying how that hurt. You know what I mean? Right? Right. Okay. Hypothetically. Yeah. Did you Maury. forget about his entire family that we <laughs> no. talk about all the time? Alanya or Ali. Yeah, Alanya says here uh, How did Mocha and David Mori name their new dogs? Uh, I'm looking to get a dog soon, and committing to a name for the rest of its life is freaking me out. What's your dog's name? So we have two dogs, a nine-year-old or almost nine-year-old golden named Tig. Mm-hmm. And when we got Tig was during the the height, the popularity of the show Sons of Anarchy. Right. The motorcycle gang show. Right. And there's a character on there named Tig. 
And before we found out how much of a, like, a weirdo kind of uh, perv <laughs> that, that oh, character was, oh. we had already named our dog Tig. Oh. Because in uh, in Jenna's family, <laughs> her sister got a golden named Jackson, who is, like, the main character in the TV show. Right. We had Tig. And then my mother-in-law got a, a golden who she named Opie. Right, which is another character really? from the Sons. You of guys Anarchy. were all that into Sons of Anarchy. All yes. three of you named your dogs after characters. Yes, even the mother-in-law uh, liked the show. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I didn't she know was into that. it big time. I didn't know that. Uh, and then our our new dog. He's like six months old. He's a Australian Shepherd named Leo. When the when he was born, I guess the breeder just gave all the the, the pups their own individual names. Um, and his was Leopard, and we just decided to keep it Leopard mm-hmm. as his official name, but we call him Leo. Right. Oh, yeah. cool. Maury? Yeah, Maury? Um, we have um, a almost two-year-old Aussie doo Australian Shepherd and Poodle mix, mm-hmm. and um, we named him Andy Monroe, mm-hmm. and it was actually a super cool, fast way of naming our dog, and it was Matthew's idea because he knows how much I love Andy Warhol, and he's obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking about it, and it, the only suggestion was, why don't we say Andy Andy Monroe? Mm-hmm. And that was the name. It's like and Marilyn Manson. Sure. Why? Right? Well, because Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson. Okay. Oh, really? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Aiden says here. My mom has a dog. She oh, just yeah. got one of those dogs at morning. Which is actually and, Andy's um, oh, nephew. I, you shouldn't sure. have brought it up, niece. dog. Niece. Yeah. And, and my mom. My mom's had a couple dogs. Like she had one dog named Jade, which was a. Uh, it was like a Shih Tzu, adorable mm. little pup. I love that thing. And then we had another dog growing up, big dog called Thor. Right. And and when it comes to people and their names, like their names for dogs, like you have to want to say the name, mm-hmm. right? And I love my mother, and man, my God, I love that dog. She brought the dog over the house on the on the weekend, and it's so adorable, it's so cute. But she called the dog Sassy. Oh, Sassy, right? that's yeah. weird. And I can't yell that. You know what yeah. I mean? Sassy, come here. Yeah, I can't. Why did I, she name that dog? I don't Sassy? know. Did she, for short form, say Sass? No, yeah, but I guess you can. But like, still, it's just Sassy, right? Like and did I don't you ask her where she came up with the no, name. No, I didn't. I don't want to have that conversation. That's oh. <laughs> <You laughs> her business. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's not going to make it any better. Sassy. But for me to yell like sassy, right? <laughs> like, Get back here. No, I know. I right? know. And you know what? It's so hard with dog names. Yeah, and when they're puppies, they don't friggin' listen. No, right? wow. that's, that's why like Andy you, works. You, you yeah. fully train them. So like in our backyard. Uh, Leo's like running all over the place. So anytime I got to call him back over to me, I'm like, Leo, yeah. Leo, yeah. get over here. So like, I can't imagine having yes. Sassy in our backyard. <laughs> Sassy, get over here. Yes. Right? Sassy, right? come here. Sassy, yes. sit. I guess it's because when you're talking to the dog, you could be like, you're sassy. Right, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, I would have preferred had she called it like like, like General Montgomery Dollar Bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would have been like... Something ridiculous. Yeah, like, <gasps> I would have been better with that. Um, so I would say, uh, Eliana, if you are thinking of a name, I don't know, maybe a character from one of your favorite TV shows mm-hmm. or movies or a name that is easy to say or something that's easy for other people to say. Right. Or people won't sound ridiculous saying that. You can right. name the dog after a person in your life too that you loved like i could have named my dog gerald after my my grandfather yeah you could have 
I guess that's okay. It's kind of weird, though. Would Matthew have wanted that? No. No. Jerry? You're going to call the dog Jerry? <laughs> right? yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Also, if you, do, if you do take Mocha's advice, okay, and uh, you name your dog after somebody on a television show, find, it from, find a television show that has already run its course so you don't name your dog after a rapist. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that where you're like, oh, I really love that character. And sure. then, you're, then you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah, and then, they then terrible you, things. Yeah, it's the terrible things. And then because then you can't tell that story anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they think you're weird. They don't know when you got the dog. Maybe you got the dog in the final season. Yeah. And you had <laughs> right? no idea. You, that's, that's, yeah. that's the problem with us. Yes. With, with Tig. You got you didn't know. You got it early on. Yeah. Early on, right? Rookie mistake. Yeah. Um, Aiden says here, if you had to have an actor play you in a movie mm. about yourself. Oh, like a movie about your life. Who would you want? that actor to be we've had this question before we've had this question I think, before well, the question was worded differently it was like who would play you right i would so, say like for more it would be like rick moranis i wrote down rick moranis too old right rick here. moranis is like 65 years old yeah, more is close to that <laughs> um i almost swore for Roz, I <laughs> no, would say... Let, let's, let's say right now, so they're making a life... So they're making a movie of your life, right? Yeah. It's going to chronicle your childhood, so there'll be like a little kid playing little you and so sure. on and so forth. But the movie's going to end sort of like at the age that you are now, right? So and this person who plays you is going to make up the bulk of the film. So right? I have two for you. Okay. Jared Leto. Right. Or Ethan Hawke. Mm. Oh, Ethan Hawke for sure. Because you and Ethan Hawke look so similar right now. Right. Yeah. Or you're not allowed to say Zach Efron or I don't know. Tatum. I don't know if Ethan Hawke could. You can't. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Maury. For you or for no, me? No, for you. I was going to say Seth Green. Hands down, Seth mm, Green. Yeah, Seth Green. Oh, Seth Green. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what about for who would you? Who would you pick to play you, Mocha? The only person that I know who, like, similar uh, look, build... Uh, comedic timing. Yes. Um, smile. The Rock. The Rock. See, I no, The Rock it's, is it's not going to play you. For you. The yeah, Rock is Aziz. Yeah, yeah, Aziz, right? He's mm-hmm. a tough one to cast, though. Aziz hasn't done a lot lately. He yeah, but canceled. once he gets the call for Mocha, it's going to be no problem. Yeah, so Aziz, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that who you're thinking? Yeah. What about, did you say George Clooney for Roz? George Clooney, he's 60. <laughs> yeah, right? but he looks younger. The only other person that I would say for for me, right, um, just simply because I think that he would be able to play. Like if you sat somebody down and you played them, <clears throat> they listened to all hundreds of the podcasts that we yeah. have. You sat them down and they got to listen to everything. Who do I think could sort of like capture the essence of what I do? I would say Will Arnett. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Really good one. Yeah, what about I, I, the guy that was the most fascinating guy in the world? Remember that guy? Huh? The guy who was in the commercials that always was the, the most... The Dosaki's int- guy? Yeah, oh, that no, one. The most interesting man in the world? He's not going to get a movie role. Nobody's he hiring that guy. Shem looks like he wants to pipe in here. Yeah. Um, who's going to play you, Shem? I would say Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Oh, for, absolutely. You know Wait, know for you? Yeah. 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 No, no, for Brown. you. No, but he's too old. I would say Daniel Kaluuya. Or yeah. Michael B. Jordan, because, you know, same yeah. body. No, not, not, not Michael B. <laughs> no. Not Michael B. No. Sorry, dude, you're not Killmonger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Daniel, would say, Daniel Kaluuya, 100%. Yeah. I would also say... I don't, I don't, I don't think reggae... I don't think, no. I don't think reggae John Page is enough of... I don't think he would be able to pull that off. I haven't no. seen him do anything funny. Do you hear me? Kenyon Thompson. 
Keenan Thompson. No wow. way. Wow, that guy's old too. Yeah, he's no been on SNL way. for like 25 years. <laughs> Shem, was, Shem was in grade eight when Keenan Thompson started on SNL. Keenan, Keenan Thompson. Jesus. Okay, Waffles has this question. Yeah. <clears throat> and I already know what Dammit Mori's answer is going to be. Okay, go. What would you do if you hit a parked car and no one saw? Mm. I would assume that everything is seen. Yes. I'm writing a note. I'm sticking around if I have the time. That's me. I'm doing all that stuff. I just, I would not be able to, I, I couldn't deal with the fact that somebody would come back at me and say, I know what you did last Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I'm not built for that. Yeah. I'm not built for that. I would just, I would leave, I would leave two notes in case somebody took one. Yeah. Like I, would I would leave a note for yeah, sure. Yeah. If I had the time, I would wait around. It depends on the damage. Yeah. Oh, it depends oh, on the really? damage. Because you know why there are the dash cam, like you may not think uh, I know. that somebody didn't see, but there's dash cam footage. There are cameras like everywhere, like places where you don't even think a camera yeah. is. That's why there it depends on the everywhere. damage. Because if it's a little bit of damage, then the person who owns the car may not see it till much later, at which point they won't remember I know, where but just, this happened. It just says so much about you, though, to not do that, based especially based on damage. Like, it just says so, like, there's so much about you. No, but the you. question is not have you. The question is what would you do? Yes. I've not done this. But right. you would. But but you but we're saying what you would do in that situation, right? But here's hoping it never happens. But if it did, we know what you would do, right? So let's hope it doesn't. I know, but you would leave because if I if it doesn't, no, if it's a, bit, a lot of damage, I would write a note. Sure. Yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> the way he said right. that, and rolling his eyes. Wrong phone number. Yeah. <laughs> name spelled wrong in the email address. Would you wrote a note? Yeah. Would you send or would you tell Damn it, Matthew that you like, absolutely not? Because he oh, would want to do the right thing. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? I would never tell my husband the truth because I'm terrified <laughs> he's going to do the right thing. Wow. It's a beautiful relationship, huh? That's um, what love looks like. Built on trust. Caitlin yeah. Medeiros says here, "What is your cell phone wallpaper?" Just the regular, um, normal one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. is your lock image the same as your background image on your iPhone? Yeah, it's just the one that comes with the phone. Yeah, same. Okay. So, what is that? That's uh, stars, stars, clouds, night sky. Yeah, Dan Mori. Yeah. Mine is just I the wavy so. moon type thing that came with it. Uh, the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lock, no. and, and your your background as well? The same thing. Yeah, it didn't change anything. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I've never done that. I've never oh. had a custom. You've never done that? No. Oh, I change mine all the time. Do you? To what? Yeah. Right now, my, well, not my background on my phone. My background uh, has been the same for, I don't even know, like six, seven years. Right. And it's a picture I have of um, the, the Aria... Uh, hotel and casino in oh, Vegas. Excuse kind of just like at me. a different angle. So I like that picture. So, yeah, because I find what are you are you a folders guy yeah. on that phone? You're like Catherine, man. Yeah. And then my lock screen. I like pages and pages and pages. Uh, my lock screen is a picture from like two weeks ago I took of of uh, Jenna and Cruz. I've never done a custom picture on uh on my mm. phone. On any phone that I've on any oh, phone really? that I've had. I like no, changing it up. No, because like uh, when people have the custom picture as their sort of as their background, not their lock screen, but as yeah. their background, I find it very distracting while looking for apps. Oh, like I it, guess it to depends. Me it can't be anything busy. You'll get used to it. No, I don't See, know. See, this one that I have, so um hold on here. 
So this, so it's very, it's not, it just looks like a, a design, just based on the angle See, I like that, that I took the, I like the that photo, picture. right? That's a beautiful picture. But that's like a, a hotel and casino in Vegas, oh, right? Yeah. Just yeah, from the yeah, angle yeah. I took. Yeah. So it yeah. looks like a, like a phone background anyway. Yes. Can I add right, to this right, question? Right. What do you have Jenna and Catherine under on your phones? Uh, I have Jenna? Jenna and I have Catherine, just their names. Just No, and do you have just Catherine as Catherine? Uh, no, I have her last name too. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have Matthew as husband Matthew. Oh, Oh. Wow. That's <laughs> weird. That really, huh? That's weird. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just do, uh, I just do just straight up, it's just Catherine Holland. What's on oh. yours, Sham? No, just custom clouds or I don't even know what that is. Whatever it came with? Yeah, whatever it came oh, with. Oh, okay. So you guys don't do custom, huh? No. But why would I spend time putting a picture up there? Oh, God, Maury. You spend your time, your life is around looking at pictures of things. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you have no time for pictures. Yeah, I know, right? right? Okay, we'll end on this one. Uh, yeah. Dallas says here, there's a tongue twister for Damn mm. It Maury. Okay. Mm. Okay, ready? Yeah. So you may have to write this down. Which, which, whipped, which, wrist? Oh, wow. Okay. Which and tongue twister, you say it quickly. Which okay. Wrist. Which whip, okay. which, which, wrist. Okay, go. Which, so which, which, whipped, which, wrist. Yeah. Okay. Which, 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 whipped, which, 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 whipped, which, 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 whip, which, which, whipped, which, wrist. Which, 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 whipped, which, wrist. Which, 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 whipped, which, wrist. Which, 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 which. When Maury starts doing these things, it sounds like his tongue starts expanding, right? Which, 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 which. It's like you bit a bee and your tongue is slowly swelling. Which, which, whipped, which, wrist. Which, 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 which. Which, 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 whipped with which. <laughs> okay, now just say them so people understand again. Say it from the top. Just which, say the word. Which, whipped, which, wrist. Go. Which, 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 whipped, which, with. Which, which, which. Which, 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 which. Which. So the answer is no. <laughs> I don't even know what the question was. And the answer is no. Uh, find us on Instagram at Kiss925. Uh, that's where we post a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. This is where we get the questions from. So uh, feel free to uh, to ask your question and uh, leave your comment. And of course, we will get one of you to join us on the phone to start off the segment. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.